When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that will never be nominated for an award because they know Ken would steal all the shrimp at the after party. It's Saturday Night Napsaw. Hi friends, welcome to Saturday Night Napsuck, the 21st edition of the show that just won't stop despite legal attempts to make that happen. And we've got a big show for you this week, but speaking of big things, gentlemen, let's talk about your genitals and how to wash them the best way possible thanks to our new sponsor, Mansoap. Now, despite my best efforts to increase the small percentage of women who listen to my shows, because I'd like to think I appeal to humans and not just straight men who occasionally admit to liking British Guardian shows, let's face the facts. Most of you listening right now are men. And do you know that 62% of men like to regularly take showers? Are you one of them? Then this is the deal for you. Man Soap is an independent soap company that has engineered soaps, bars, liquid, foam, or otherwise designed to trick most men into thinking good personal hygiene doesn't mean they have to sacrifice their misplaced sense of masculinity or sexual prowess. With unique scents like leftover burrito, faded unwashed blue jeans, and their newest scent, Fartbox, Man Soap promises a rousing, refreshing shower experience. And gentlemen, yes, I'm talking to you. You want to shower, and more importantly, shower with soap. It's scientifically proven that increased use of soap will lead to more sex with the lights on. No more fumbling around in the dark, praying, guessing, and hoping that you pick the right runway to land your plane on. Man Soap will send you a new soap set every month straight to your door. And don't worry, they know you don't want your neighbor with the Ford Bronco that works out in his front yard to see what you've become. So each pack of man soap is sent to you wrapped in a dirty magazine. He'll think you're jerking your chain when really you're just cleaning it. And act now with the promo code CLEANCAN, that's clean with a K, and you'll get a free loofah sponge, skin exfoliator, and personal trimmer to box up and put on a shelf until you're ready to deal with all that emotionally. Man soap is not sold in stores because they know most of you don't know how to shop, so... You can only find them online. Just look for the wry, sarcastic, trying-to-be-whip-smart and hip commercials before your favorite YouTube videos. And go to their website, mansoap.gov, and use that promo code CLEANCAN, that's clean with a K, and start washing yourself like a modern man should with a unique scented soap. My personal favorite scent is Dead Rat in Your Garage. That's right. I use Mansoap, and so should you. And now, on with the show. Here we are. Let's get to it. We love having Nolan Guthrie be part of the show. His program, Mysteries in the Unexplained, has been one of my favorite things to include here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Full episodes will return at some point. Nolan has been barricaded in a bunker, an undisclosed bunker somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. So we've been uh, doing shorter episodes 
Uh, we've got some guests lined up, got some people chomping at the bit to get in, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna absolutely welcome that because we love the show. Now, I would put the full episodes up on YouTube. A lot of you know. Now, I personally don't understand it. I, I would just load the audio with with a thumbnail over it. Easy enough, you'd think, though it takes me two seconds more of work than I want. And which is why a lot of my podcasts aren't up there. Also, I don't understand it mentally. And a lot of you listening have told me, I listen to podcasts on YouTube. I just find it. I'm not judging you. I don't get it more than anything in the podcast space. I, it's, it's YouTube. And I watch a ton of stuff on YouTube, long form stuff, interviews, po- podcast clips with video. But just the audio versions of podcasts, I can't wrap my brain around it. So I think that's why I'm hesitant to put it up there. But I did put up uh, like the first five or six episodes of Mysteries in the Unexplained. Just put them up there in the podcast uh, section or a playlist there on YouTube for my channel, which, you know, my channel is I'm losing subscribers. And I don't mean that in like a self-loathing sense. I don't know what's happening. My channels, like, I think they're cleaning bots. And it's an almost non-existent YouTube channel. And by the way, I love when people swing through to lob an insult comment at me that I don't have enough views um, because they're like from other, you know, popular negative YouTube channels, angry car guy channels or something like that. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not trying to do it over there. I will put some more content out, but I'm, when I hit 250 views, I celebrate that. That's 10 cents in my pocket. I don't know what you're complaining about. Anyways, I put the, the shows up there. No explanation as to what mysteries in the unexplained is. Let's put it up there. Now, here's the thing. I try on Saturday night naps, like at least these um, last five, six episodes, to really cultivate this cast of characters, kind of uh, treat it as this alternate world and reality. And so we're going to break that just a little bit. We're going to break it for five seconds here, maybe a little longer. I'm going to shock you all. But Nolan Guthrie is me. I know. I know. I know. You're you, you picking yourself off the floor. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing, right? Yeah, no, Nolan Guthrie is me. I love shows like AM Central Coast. Uh, AM, oh, excuse me, AM Coast to Coast. AM Central Coast was my old morning show, which is also actually one of the reasons we named it that. AM Coast to Coast with Art Bell and George Norrie. You can find it and eat it now. Look it up. They got a website. It's paranormal stuff, spiritual stuff, alien stuff, government, uh, conspiracy stuff. I love it. Do I believe it all? No. Do I want to believe some of it? Yes. Like like uh, Skull, uh, Scully and Mulder? Yes, I, I want to believe. What is it? Mulder didn't believe, right? Fox Mulder. I want to believe. Sure, sure. But I just love, I love it. I don't even love it from a sense of making fun of the people, which is, Mysteries in the Unexplained, I, I tell the guests who come on, is a loving homage to AM uh, Coast to Coast and those who seek and those who search and whatever's going on in their heads. I don't know. Like I, that, that Flat Earth documentary on Netflix, what is it, Beyond the Curve, Behind the Curve, or whatever it is, I've, I've seen a couple times, and I, I'm fascinated by it. And at first, you're kind of snickering a little bit at these folks, but then after that, nah, it's not so much. It's it's interesting character study. It's an interesting interesting, interesting look at the, the human brain, psychology, and, and information, and news, and how we process it, or how we fight against it, and it's just fascinating to me. You can snicker a little bit, but it isn't about that. And that's not what Mysteries in the Unexplained, at least that's not where I try to find the comedy. That said, we, we have a little fun. We just, we poke the bear a little bit. So the second episode, Roger Craig Smith comes on. Now, Roger and I have been friends for a few years. He's an old high school buddy, Mark Riley. Mark Riley was the first guest. 
Shocker, I know, not a real guest, uh, but he told her kind of a real experience that he had in Michigan with the UFO or whatever. Mark wasn't sure what it was, and he, and he played that character. And it was slightly, the first episode, we were finding our footing. I was finding my footing. It was a little more over the top. Well, Roger comes on. I would say Roger and I, now Roger is a master of voices. He's a professional voiceover artist. That's what he does. Voice of Sonic and was Ezio and Captain America. His spell is Batman. Uh, he was in Planes. He's the voice of uh, Say Yes to the Dress and K-Rock and uh, I think Chevy. I think he's like Chevy, four-ton pickup. He's like that guy. He's so great. And he's a great actor and he's a performer and comedian uh, from back in the day. So he had had a voice that he was going to use, and he didn't tell me. He just was like, yeah, it, was an, it was an older character he played. But the, the, the flat earther he played was based on a real interaction he had, okay? And so I was... I always say comedies and details. So that episode, I'd done some research, watched the documentary and all those kind of things. And Nolan Guthrie is spewing out some real names and some real facts, if you will, about the flat earth or uh, truth or movement or whatever you want to say. And, and so was Roger. And Roger was saying words and phrases that were used against him when he had this weird interaction at, at his uh, one of his uh, residences. Um, he hired a handyman and the handyman did an appraisal. And at the end of it, the guy saw Roger's uh, telescope and, Kind of said, uh, hey, uh, what, what do you use that for? Uh, oh, I take pictures of, like, stars and moons and black holes, and I'm just, you know, an amateur astronomy uh, photographer. And the guy just kind of looked at Roger and was like, oh, so you believe the Earth is round. Boom, and they started. So Roger and I took all that into the episode. I say all this setup. I'm, not, I, I'm pulling the curtain back a little bit. I know it's shocking because every once in a while, my YouTube notifications spring up I click on it and it says new comment on flat earth truth mysteries the unexplained episode two i'm always like oh here we go don't have a lot of comments on here don't have a lot of comments on here now i have some nice comments from people out there like you joe nestle road says uh, please revive this cat my favorite bit you do two months ago I, he probably doesn't know joe do you listen to saturday night napsuck are you listening now nolan goes on ryan shanner says ken this is great I also love how he keeps slipping into a pseudo Jesse Ventura impersonation. It makes it even funnier that I can't tell if he's doing it on purpose or not. Uh, a little bit of truth uh, to that. Both It was both accidental and on purpose. Uh, Gabriel Campos, gold. Hardly paid. I listened to this on a podcast up already, but when I saw it here, I felt I should comment that this is legitimately one of the top five funniest things I've encountered on the internet. I'm talking shoulder to shoulder with the episode of Smodcast Tusk originated from, at least to me. Hardly paying. If you're listening, you posted that 11 months ago. Uh, I love that comment. Andrew Cook, this is comedy gold. Please promote this more, Ken. Uh, you know, I, try, I have trouble promoting things. Promoting things. Alexis uh, Pianiteri, this series is pure genius. I love it. Quick strike, true. Can you save some genius for the rest of us, please? LOL. So I get some positive comments on there from all of you out there. Uh, Shannon Moore writes, hi. Hi, Shannon. I don't, I don't know if that's a Russian bot or not. But it's the other comments. It's the other comments that we're here today for. I'm going to share with you the flat earth comments, the flat earth truth, mysteries, and the unexplained video comments. Here we go. I almost feel like we should toast it. Here we go. Brandon S. wrote, shill bullshit. Make no mistake about it. The controllers want nothing more than to mock the truth. The host is an idiot. I mean, Nolan Guthrie is 
a lot of things. He's not an idiot. Arguing with ignorance, writes, flat earthers, worse than evolutionists. Okay. Got it. Strong opinions across the board there. And then we got a two-parter six months ago. And one of the comments was edited. They, went, they were like, no, I said it wrong. David DeWalt. And yeah, I'm outing their names. I don't, they're, they're, just, they're not doing anything horrible. They're not attacking me, but I'm saying their names. David DeWalt wrote, wow, what a dumbass. Not my first rodeo. Like, we don't sit there and watch the GD airplanes fly in and out of the airport every fucking day. Holy shit. You keep getting mad at the host for doing his job, you dumb, dumb person. Then they follow that up with, duh, duh, I'm a truth earther, duh. Every one of you self-proclaimed, quote, leaders of this nonsense always have an egotistical, narcissistic underlying vibe. Didn't get enough attention when they were young. David Byrd, though, around the same time says, this is all a joke. What the hell? Which to me shows that David Byrd clicked on the video expecting some truth and instead got two jackasses in Los Angeles. Oh boy. Uh, Tenny show, Tenny show wrote, what in the world am I hearing? Is this a joke or serious? LOL. I don't know. The original grumpy, not grumpy, the original grumpy lols world might not be flat, but it is magical. If eternal, it is magic to science. And when it came from nothing, it is too. And some dude ought to give me my million dollars for missing some dimensions and running around in mine. Yes. Two days ago, two days ago, I got a comment from Harley Quinn. Harlequin just said, me, if I was a content creator, the words like and subscribe were invented by the government and I don't like them. Well, I don't either, actually, but I have to say them sometimes. And uh, then we got this one one day ago at the time of the recording. One day ago, Valentino Urbina. Sometimes I stick up for flat earthers. I'm a sense that they shouldn't be criticized for believing something else and selling their truth. But this guy, laugh my ass off. Oh, my God. I don't know how anyone can take him slightly serious. Only you do. And 11 months ago, I got one that is in the category of likely spam. I have, I have kept it in that category, and it's from Fred Jones. Fred Jones wrote, The flat earth cult are a YouTube-fed disease. The thing is that you can't actually show a flat earther the logic of how they're wrong because their low IQ and education co coupled with conspiracy mental illness result in them denying reality. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't see where Fred's coming from. But what I love, and not to get all scientifically, uh, you know, scientifically researchy here, but this, this is the problem. This is the problem in a lot of areas. This is the problem in people covering Star Wars news, pro wrestling news, Schmodown news. Uh, this is the problem with uh, covering politics, those in politics, those in power. And... We focus on that term fake news, and that's that's been something that's our in the been the forefront now for what four years at least and beyond. Fake news, fake news. And this emerges uh, because anyone can make a website 
and post a realistic looking news story. I just, I just actually had that with a friend, a friend of mine swung, swung by my house safely, socially, socially distant, and wanted me to sign a copy of, of Why We Love Star Wars, which I gladly did. And he's a Star Wars fan, but he, he, and, and he, let me tell you, he's a, he's a good, normal, smart, intelligent, insightful guy. But he just says, no, he's not plugged in. And he was like, I heard some stuff. Can I ask you? I got to clarify some stuff. I heard that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be fired and that they're going to restart uh, all the trilogies. They're going to they're going to erase seven, eight, nine. And I was like, man, I got to tell you, no, that's not true. And le- I said, let me give you a list of websites and personalities not to listen to because they're all but making things up at, at the best. They're fanning flames of rumors and turning them into fact. But there's someone who, who again, saw a YouTube channel, a, a Star Wars news story, and just assumed that 30 to 40 to maybe 50% of the story might be true, and he needed to clarify. That's the problem. And part of the problem, because he'll do this, and others will do this, again, and not pointing fingers, but they'll go, they'll react to that news story, either agreeing or disagreeing, or but they'll react to it. And these comments, these people posting this stuff, are hearing a podcast that they don't understand. They might not know who I am. And by the way, this is the only video that I've posted or the only podcast that I've posted where a hashtag that will help people find my video who don't know me has worked. Any other hashtag in the world, including Star Wars, doesn't bring new people to my channel in, 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 in any level. This video continues to bring new souls to it. They don't stick around to listen to the Knapsack Files. But they listen to me, and they don't understand what they're hearing. But they have to say something, and they have to react, and they have to post a comment. Even there's ones who are defending the flat earther. There's ones who are attacking the flat earther. There's ones who are talking about a magical earth, or whatever. But they have to barf up their opinion. Now, the, those who are, uh, uh, know me and are reacting to what they, the humor in the video, or what they felt about it, or giving an encouraging word, I think we all know those are fun. That's how to do it. But I still think part of the problem is you see a news story, you see a headline, and you just have to tweet something. You have to let your opinion know, be known. You have to let your friends know what you think about this. Case in point, do you remember not too long ago? I think I'm, and I have so many damn podcasts, I forget where I tell these stories. So I apologize if I've told it before. But there was something going around on the internet. It was like a, on a phone pole. It was a picture and it was like, uh, pull a tag. And it was a group for um, recognizing the uh, pedo- pedophiles is like a acceptable sexual identity or whatever whatever the wording was. But it was, it was like put on a telephone pole with some tabs pulled off, like come to our meeting. Someone put a picture and posted it. Oh, my God, this is outrageous, right? And designed to be a joke. So they post it. It goes around. It goes viral. And I had a lot of people in my circle react to it from either side react to it. And I, I, by the way, I always hate, I kind of hate the term either side just because it's polarizing in its own description. But um, on Facebook, which usually <laughs> is tied to a side, that we know, I had, a, I, I had someone, I don't even want to say, I had someone react to that. 
post it, like re, like re, like share it or share the picture, and go on a four paragraph, just com- condemnation of this, which you know, by the way, great. But in that four or five paragraphs and long, we're not talking. You know, paragraph is like at least three or four sentences when you're growing up in school. No, these are like paragraphs. And he admitted, he admitted a um, sexual abuse incident that he suffered as a child that he had never told anyone. Never told anyone. And he posted it on Facebook. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not making fun of that. Heart-wrenching, right? But, he rea- but it was this fake prank picture that he didn't research. He didn't click or he didn't look at it and go, eh, probably fake. Instead, he had to let the world know. And in doing that, and in letting the world know, he exposed a painful, painful, painful incident from his own life. And when people in the comments started telling him, hey, buddy, that's fake, it was devastating to him. That does tie into these comments here in my YouTube video. That's why I'm sharing. Oh, the center and F's are supposed to be funny. Oh, I find it funny. I actually find it tragically funny. Shut up. Take a breath. We don't need to know your take on everything. Especially nowadays. Click the headline. Click the link. Read a little more. Be clued in. I always say I don't tweet things I am things. Be who you are. Don't say who you are. Valentino Urbino, you just fell for it. Harley Quinn, you fell for it. The original Grumpy, you fell for it. Y'all fell for it. And now you're exposing yourself. But I hope the comments keep coming. And this is why I love doing Nolan Guthrie. I love towing that line. Comedy, to me, is in those details. Comedy is where you can't quite tell where the lines end and the other lines begin. This is why I think The Onion has done more to expose people's misinformation leanings, uh, expose people's sense uh, and and, and tendency to be uh, fast draw, Quick draw, angry, reactionary, and that's been a lot of the problem. All right. This wasn't funny, was it? This wasn't a little joke segment. The comments are, though. Go to the video on my YouTube page and just uh, just give it a like. Leave a nice positive comment or interact with these folks. Agree with them. Play along. I'll see your name and I'll recognize you. Go have some fun. Oh, boy. Saturday Night Nap Sucks, a weird one this week. And let's roll on. I'm Nolan Guthrie reminding you to listen to The Wangers and their excellent podcast, Quarantine Report. It's something I can respect, searching for the truth in a wild world. So do me, Nolan Guthrie, a favor. And listen to the Quarantine Report from The Wangers and Amateur Hour Films.
rain and clouds, and this is your SNN weather report. Don't look now, but it's getting hot, 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 but not the good kind of hot, spelled H-A-W-T. This is the kind of hot that cooks your beans and melts your ice caps. So be sure to stay inside and curse your very soul for not choosing a better career that could have led you to buying a house with a pool, working AC, and enough square miles between you and any neighbors so you never have to speak to a human in a lower tax bracket again. For now, all you have to do is keep straddling that portable air conditioner like you were trying to rush a fraternity. Those looking for relief from the heat can rest assured that since time has no meaning during times of pandemic and lockdowns, the sizzling summer season will be gone just in time for a series of forest fires that come every year in an effort to remind humans that the more you build gated communities into the mountains, the more the coyotes throw their cigarettes into your trash bins, hoping they catch flame. If you're in part of the world where the word humidity isn't a word so much as a wet blanket of ick sent from Satan himself, give up and move. Good news for those of you excited to race to your freshly reopened farmers markets and harvest festival events. The sun is going to hold steady, but a light summer breeze will come wafting in later in the afternoon and blow around all of the coronavirus germs straight into your maskless mouths. Also, try Ted's kumquats. They're delicious. I'm Rain McClouds, and that was your SNN Weather Report. The applause of Broadway. George Benson singing on Broadway right here. Hall of Fame Music Radio. My name is Ken, and we have a dedication going out to Matt and Shelly from me, actually. These are uh, friends uh, and members of the Knapsack Files community, which is a podcast I have. And uh, Matt and Shelly got married on Friday. And look, the pandemic, the lockdown, the quarantine, that's made weddings an adventure. Some have been canceled. Some have been uh, severely adapted and changed and how they're presented. And Matt and Shelley streamed theirs live, socially distant and safe on YouTube yesterday. And it was fun to watch and fun to kind of be a part of from a virtual audience. So we want to dedicate this one to Matt and Shelley here. Hall of Fame Music Radio, Christopher Cross, because every wedding celebration needs some good yacht rock and a positive message that despite it all, it's going to be all right. Matt Shelley, congrats. Here's Christopher Cross right here at 107.5 FM. For the best in pop culture art, sleek designs, and some of the best brand logos around, shop G9 Design on Tee Public and represent the electrifying art of Janine Bryce with a shirt, wall art, and more. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash G9 Design. And while you're searching the G9 Design storefront, check out Janine's show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, available right here on Anchor and wherever podcasts are found. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show, Behind the Bag, with Kat Napsok and Tom Dagnino. And is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a passion for all things baseball.
Seasons, December 1963. Oh, what a night. And that was by request from our friend DJ Snacks. That's right, an old radio man himself over there at Temporal Radio. And Snacks, like me, is one of the only ones around our circle that can remember. Oh, what a night's from days gone by. That was for you, Snacks. Keep up the great work. Now, Radiance here on 107.5 FM. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsack. He once signed up for a two-year subscription to Popular Mechanics despite not being popular or a mechanic because they didn't know the right way to politely tell the woman who had knocked on his door to scam him out of money. No. And now on with the show. Okay, a little bit more reality in this episode of Saturday Night Napsack. I don't want to put too much of that into the show. I had a, I had a bit planned right here. It was, you know the phone call thing I do? The little phone call bit? I had one planned. A friend of mine. Uh, and, he, and he bailed. We're going we're gonna to try to do it next week? I don't know. Now I got nothing planned for this section of the show. Let me see. Huh. No. We could do the weather. Uh, we just did the weather. Mm, what about? I don't know. I really wish he didn't cancel. Oh, I got it. Hi, I'm Ken Napsock. You might remember me from that one episode of the movie debate show fans took too seriously in which I became so drunk I almost peed my pants on the Uber ride home and now I have to live with that shame every day. And I'm here to talk to you about a problem that continues to plague the world in which we're all just trying to quietly live and enjoy the movies and shows we love. It's time to combat the problem of fan edits. Experts estimate, with no real hard facts, that countless fan edits of popular movies and TV shows are uploaded to the World Wide Webnet every day. Though annoying, that itself isn't the real problem. Those fan edits are often made by younger individuals with developing post-production skills, a clear lack of professional storytelling comprehension and experience, and the desire to have people praise their work as a substitute to the cold indifference shown to them by their parents and school sports stars. But once these so-called fan edits reach the ether and go viral, they are glommed onto by an incalculable amount of people looking for any inch to prove that the movie they've almost willingly misunderstood is not as good as the general public believes it to be. This leads to dangerous and unhealthy headlines and video titles such as This is how E.T. should have really phoned home, Watch Ghost Captain Kirk come back to kick ass like he should have, or let's remove the power and purpose from any female character. So, while none of this might be the fault of those that make fan edits, there can be only one solution, and I'm asking you to help. Text your local government representative and ask that they take their valuable time to join the movement to ban fan edits. It's clearly the only solution since rounding up angry YouTube guys and dumping them in an abandoned mine shaft in the high Nevada desert still leaves too much room for them to come crawling back to inform the authorities that you did it. Again, ban fan edits today. To make it easy, just text BOOP these fools to 55505 today. Join the movement and together we can make a better future for those that understand the movies we watch.
time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to be out of your element. Number three. Tell your landlord, nah, we don't need a handyman. I'll go on the roof and remove that fallen tree branch myself. Number two. Click the Add Your Tax Deductions Manually tab on TurboTax. Number one. And the best way to be out of your element. Sign up for TikTok. Clink, clink. And that's the list. I'd like to submit the following apology to anyone who regularly comments on Flat Earth videos. My lawyers have informed me that it is your legal and moral right to do so, and I should not have made you feel guilty for your own rash behavior and all-encompassing ignorance such things like parody, humor, and self-reflection on the decisions that led you to the moment you fell for an internet hoax making fun of internet hoaxes. I apologize for getting caught making you feel bad. I hope we all can go back to ignoring each other at social events. Thank you. I love it. We're still going. I'm surprised we uh, we kind of made this three years mark because I have uh, I have one of those fear of um, what do you call it? Vaginas. Never never got over the fact that a vagina looks like Lando Calrissian's co-pilot from Return of the Jedi. So just me and the two girls in the front. Wow, it's hard. It's hard growing up, growing up with the image of a talking vagina flying the Millennium Falcon into the Death Star. Every time I get with a woman, the only thing I can think is, that blast came from the Death Star! A little alien next to him, and he got the idea of thing. The character's name is Nino. The fact that I know that proof that I was a virgin till I was 28. <laughs> Two thousand nine, that clip was from. Oh my God, I still own the shirt in that. <laughs> Gotta get rid of that shirt. Okay, we are almost out of here, but I want to, of course, as always, thank those that support me on Patreon. You can support me at Patreon.com/slash/CatNapsock. Want to thank my executive producer supporters, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Bedore, Matt Thompson, Taymor, and by, uh, congratulations to Matt and Shelley. Got married last week. Taymor, Nathan Ovendell, congratulations. Has a new kid in the world, Jet. Zach Anderson, congratulations. I don't know why. Tosh Ellenberger, Chad Benningfield, Tommy Terry Green, congratulations to Tommy and the crew at The Companion for hitting their Kickstarter goal. Jonas Bergren, Andrew Seiner, Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, and of course, Donald Long, the man with the magic fire. He knows what that means. Thank you all for that support. You can visit KenNapsack.com for information on all the things I do, whether it be my book, Why We Love Star Wars, other shows like Box Score Heroes, the baseball podcast feed that I have launched. It's out in the ether and ready to be consumed. And also we got the Charity Spotlight tab. You can go there to find out the charities that are close to the hearts of not just me, but friends and listeners of the Knapsack Files and my other shows. This month we are featuring a couple different charities. Uh, you can go there and get more information on Maddie's Pride Project and Same You and the one we also been talking about on the other podcasts, which is the Peace Fund, which is uh, recommended by our friend Kai Thatch. Check it all out there on KenNapsock.com. All right, that's it. We'll see you. Bye. The show's not quite done because Ken forgot to tell you that the 200th proper episode of the Napsack Files will air next week. And if you want to leave a message about your favorite memories about the show, 
just reach out through the Anchor app. You got 59 seconds to share your memories. All right. Now, truly, that is the show.